Yo, you have just entered the realm of the first episode of Trust the Scoop. I am your host, Philip Dukes, a.k.a. Dukes the Scoop, on Instagram and Twitter, so make sure you go follow me. And I think uh, it's been a real crazy year, uh, super crazy summer, especially for me. I know a lot of people, especially in the Auburn community, who keep up with recruiting and keep up with Auburn football and even Auburn basketball are like, who is this guy like? Why are people, why does he even matter? Or why are people following him? And who's this guy doing these giveaways? And a whole bunch of stuff. So I think uh, it would be um, beneficial to us all for us to kind of get like a, a knowing about each other. And I'll start first. You guys can comment, tell me where you know me from. Tell me if you see me on any of the message boards. If you follow me, if we interact, like hit me up, let me know. And then we get to meet each other. Because the, the biggest thing about Auburn that I love is that Auburn is a family. And no matter what walk of life you come from, like, Auburn is just dope like that. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm a kid out of College Park, but I've been accepted and embraced like a guy. Like, I'm from Andalusia or Aniston or Opelika or anywhere. You know what I mean? Shout out to uh, Tay. But, uh, yeah, so I get to Auburn. And th- this is my backstory how I get there. I get to Auburn. Um, no rooms available. That was so I, mean, I had nowhere to stay. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go to Georgia Southern or Albany State. And, uh Somebody moved out of, out of the athletic dorm, Sewell Hall, uh, unexpectedly. There was a room came available. Uh, we had some friends that knew some friends, and they said, hey, we found a place for your, uh, for your son to stay, is what they told my mom. Now, my god brother played at the University of Georgia, so that was, that was my first choice. And then I said, nah, he, he's, I, I, I didn't want to go and follow his footsteps. So uh, when it came down to Auburn, there was nowhere for me to stay. Got a place to stay, and um, it happened to be an athletic dorm. Now, me being a kid that looked like I did at the time and, you know, kind of the baggy clothes or, you know, and I still had a fairly decent build at the time. You know, a lot of people thought I played football. And there was another guy by the name of Donnay Young that was from College Park. So when I would tell people I was from College Park and being around the door, they were like, oh, are you Donnay? Now, I look nothing like this guy. But at the end of the day, you know what I mean? It just kind of endeared me to some people. And they were like, oh, okay, that's the kid from College Park. Now, mind you, I'm just walking around the dorm, you know, trying to get my bearings in. I see a guy from my neighborhood that I've been knowing a long time by the name of Jameson Brewer, who is from the next city over, East Point. So I see Jameson. I'm like, JC, what's up, dog? Jamie, what, what's up? What's up, dog? And he was like, CP! So I'm like, CP? I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, he's saying College Park. Yeah, 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 CP, CP. That's what I'm going with, right? And so from that moment on, everybody in Auburn called me CP, College Park, CP, 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 which uh, begat another funny, funny, funny story that I'll tell you guys about a little later, but... Yeah, so I got the name. Um, I had the hustle mentality from Atlanta, even being around so many people that were successful athletically and academically and creative people all together, just the whole Auburn family. So I kind of took what I learned coming up in Atlanta as far as being a hustler, and I used that to kind of endear myself and network in Auburn. So met a guy who uh, was running a barbershop who also had a club, Club Twisters, got in, started promoting that. Met a popular DJ uh, in Tuskegee by the name of DJ Scream. We linked in and we turned Auburn up. And that's kind of how I met a whole lot of people in Auburn. So being around the athletic program and being around, living in Sewell Hall, eventually eventually getting a job there uh, as a resident manager for a little while, I was able just to be, I always had my pulse around the program. And it's just been like that for 20 years. I've always tried to do right by people. People have done right by me. So I've always been privy to information that a lot of people don't have. Now, this year, with the pandemic being so crazy, I started working from home, and I'm like, man, I don't really have a whole lot to do. So I'm an ops manager by trade in a, in, in a production facility. So 
how do you manage from home in a production facility? You really don't have nothing to do. So what I did was I said, you know what? I'm typing on the 24-7 boards, and I'm like, man, you know what? Maybe I can just take my hand, you know, try my hand at this. So started out a few months ago, made a Twitter, started spewing out some of the information I had. And at first, a lot of people were skeptical, like, I mean, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, and uh, whatever. And uh, people started noticing, like, damn, this dude really knows what he's talking about. And uh, from that point on, I just became Dukes to Scoop, and this is, this is where we are. So uh, not to bore you guys to death, let's get into it. All right, so the schedule. A lot of conversation about the schedule, right? So Auburn's first game is against the University of Kentucky and possibly Joey Gatewood. Now, I'm a little bit torn on this. I love Joey Gatewood, the potential I saw there. Seeing him looking like a baby Cam Newton, the size, you know, it was so tantalizing. And some of the games last year that I thought that he could have been utilized in, you know, I kind of had a sour taste in my mouth as a fan, and a lot of fans did. But one take I will take away from that whole situation was that really just has to go to show you how much Auburn, and particularly Gus Malzahn, believes in Bo Nix. Now, you got to think, you got a four-star, almost five-star athlete quarterback that we know, you know, you run that power read option, can fall forward for 6'5", fall forward for a yard or two. But by being able to leave Bo in some of those games and some of those tough circumstances where he was able to fight through it as a true freshman, I think it sets us up so well for this year and this moment of Bo Nix starting his sophomore season, his true sophomore season, at the University of Kentucky. Well, actually, it'll be a home game. So, uh, Kentucky, I don't think that we'll have too much issue with Kentucky. We've got a lot of people saying that Kentucky will beat us. I've even seen where we had former Auburn Tigers in the media, specifically Cole Kubelik, if I'm saying his name right. Cole, yeah, Cole cool, though. I like Cole. And I think sometimes you may see guys who play at Auburn that are in the media try to avoid that Auburn media bias. But regardless of that fact, Cole has, in his preseason rankings, has Kentucky ranked ahead of us, which leads me to believe that he thinks that Kentucky will beat us. I think that could be the furthest thing from the truth. I think that even though they do have their uh, Terry Wilson returning, I think that Auburn is just so loaded this year. I mean, at the skill positions, wide receiver, running back. We've got Bo Nix coming back. We've got an offensive line that's going to be sneaky, sneaky good. And a defensive line the same way. And I really, really, from this team, I get those 0-4 vibes. Like, so let's take you back to 0-4. In 0-4, you had the year before, Auburn's ranked number five, play USC, play Georgia Tech. We do it, right? But that team was loaded with NFL talent. I mean, just real serious guys. You talk about a, a DeMarco McNeil. I think DeMarco was still there, but if he wasn't, let's even go further. Let's go Spencer Johnson. No, Look no further than the cover of ESPN Magazine that year, Dontarius Thomas and Carlos Dansby, right? You lose all of this talent. <clears throat> and the next year, they call them a no-name defense, Right? That star power leads from the defense, but they're even better than they were the year before. And I won't say they were better or more talented. I think they played better as a cohesive unit, which allowed us to be able to run the ball more efficiently, which allowed us to not have to take so many chances because you knew that the defense, even though you did have a Cadillac and a Ronnie Brown, you could keep the ball in their hands because you knew the defense wasn't going to give it up. And just by that same type of nature, I feel this year it will kind of be similar with a Bo Nix, you got uh, 
M.A.R. coming back. You got Worm coming back. You got D.J. Williams coming back. You add in a Tank Bigsby. You still got Harold Joyner. You can put the ball in their hands as well as airing it out. See, now we got this Chad Moore's offense. You got a, 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 a older Bo Nix. So you still got a Seth Williams. You got an Anthony Swartz. You got a Shedrick Jackson who, who lays hella five blocks. You got Eli Stowe. You got so many guys that can do so many different things at the skill positions. The defense is not going to have to be as player dominant as they were last year. And when I say player dominant, I'm speaking on like a Derrick Brown making plays that the average guy can't make or Marlon Davidson making plays that, you know, are superhuman. Like, if these guys play together, this defensive line that I really like, I really, really like the defensive line, the athleticism and just the cohesiveness that I see with the defensive line. Like, I, I pay attention to a lot of Twitter. I pay attention to a lot of Instagram. I see their pictures. They're hanging out. They're being cool with each other. They show a lot of love to each other. And it's not just like a – it's not really clickish. You see, it seems like – it almost seems like one through eight are really, really good with each other. I love seeing that type of cohesiveness when it comes to a defensive line and an offensive line for that matter, but especially on the defense. So I think that we'll be absolutely fine in Kentucky, <clears throat> with Kentucky in Auburn for the first game. And just to be – completely honest I mean Georgia we get past Georgia right and I think that we are past Duke I honestly feel like if Harold Joyner and Bo Nix can can hook up for that pass that was dropped uh I don't know if it was underthrown I don't know if he dropped the ball however it went it's, it's under, water under the bridge but I was there at that game if they connect on that pass on fourth down man the they would have heard an earthquake from here to California Jordan Hare would have went crazy, and there's no way we lose that game. Now, the ball didn't bounce our way that time, and that's fine. I mean, they won. Wait, a lot of people talk about how Georgia, what Georgia's been doing, and, oh, yeah, uh, uh, heard about a uh, butter butter, whatever they say on Georgia boards about Auburn or whatever, but they act like they've just been stomping the mud hole in us. We really should have beat them last year. We had a slow start, and we really should have beat them. Honest to goodness. So I'm very, very anxious to get another crack at Georgia this year in the second game. So we get past Georgia. I don't think there is nobody that is just going to stomp a mud hole in us. No, no, no way. And I think that we could actually run the table. But that's me. I'm privy to a lot of stuff that the average person isn't. I think that, and I don't, I ain't scared to be a homer. Like, I like my team. I like our chances. I like what we got going on. I love the linebacking core. I love Jamie and Sherwood as strong safety. I love the way Smoke, uh, Smoke Monday is roaming around at free safety. I like what Roger Mack did last year against LSU. I like what Nehemiah Pritchard brings to the table. I like what I've seen out of Marco Damio. I like that. I do. I think that we're going to be really, really good this year. So I feel like once we get past Georgia, you got Arkansas. Okay. At South Carolina, I think that we should have no problems with South Carolina. Ole Miss, we should beat Ole Miss. LSU. Now, you got to think, when it comes to LSU, did Joe Brady leave that offense? Is Joe Burrow still there? Who is Miles Brennan? The defense, they just had another cornerback. I think Kerry Vincent, I forgot his name, but somebody correct me in the comments. But they just had another starting cornerback. He said he's not going to play. So they got Stingley. Okay, Stingley can't cover the whole field. Now, I'm not going to say LSU is a pushover. I'm not going to say LSU is just going to have that championship uh, lull, so to speak, or the championship hangover. But what I will say is that we should have beat LSU last year, too, if you just want to keep it 100. You want to keep it gangster. You want to keep it funky. You want to keep it however you want to keep it. We should have beat LSU in LSU with the true freshman quarterback last year. So 
I feel like we can win that game. At Mississippi State, should sure win. Tennessee, I can't wait to get Tennessee back. Whoo, them Vols fans. And let me tell you something. For a team that lost to Georgia State last year, I wish, I wish that I had the pride. I wish that I had the audacity and the brashness and the just the just straight brazen nature of the University of Tennessee Rocky Top to be walking around like they got the biggest stick in the land. Well, y'all just lost to Georgia State last year. Calm down. So I can't wait to get them back. We lost to them a couple years ago, and we owe them. So I think this year is almost going to turn into like a revenge tour. Like, it's a lot of people we owe. And this year we got it. Last year we really should have had it, just to be honest. There were some things going on that I wish that went different. That went differently. I wish there were times that we could have got more support from the offense for the defense, who was the leader of that team last year. But we still had a great season. Not should have been ten wins. Definitely should have been a ten win season. And we had a championship defense this year. I think we have a championship offense with what Chad Morris is doing and what he's going to do, regardless of what those guys from Arkansas say about Chad Morris's play calling or whatever. I'm looking at Clemson. Mm, I'm looking at SMU. Mm, okay, so uh, let's just get that clear. Now, this is the weird one for me. Now, I understand. There was no, we had to play in order for us to keep our buys where they are, right? And to keep the Alabama game, the Iron Bowl, hold on, 24-34, right. In order for us to keep the Iron Bowl where it is, we had to play a game after the Iron Bowl. Now, me, I would have much rather put Texas A&M in that spot and let the Iron Bowl be the last game of the year. But that's not how the SEC chose to do it. That's what I would have rather. And that's the weirdest part for me is to just to go to that rivalry game and that emotional high and then have to play another game against a tough opponent. But at least we get that opponent at home. So, I don't – I mean, me personally, I said 9-1. I think we could lose one of those games. I think that – we have become accustomed to losing a fluke game, a game that we shouldn't lose. But I think that this team is just battle-tested and ready. Bo Nix is a winner. Whatever people say, and last year, the interceptions against Florida, I look at the, the ice water in his veins with the, uh, the winning touchdown of Seth Williams against Oregon, true freshman on the road in the, in the Jerry Dome. Like, nah, bro. Look at the Alabama game. You know, he, he, he just hung in there, and he just made plays all year. And I think by the time he finishes, he'll be – one of the most revered quarterbacks in Auburn history. I just see that. And it's not just about his name. I hear a lot of guys talking about politics. Man, Bo Nix can play, man. He was a true freshman. The man was 18 out there last year. It's not a whole lot of people in the world. Oh, well, Trevor Lawrence did this. Uh, that's Trevor Lawrence. He did it in the ACC. I'm not sure that Trevor Lawrence has that type of season, that type of season as a true freshman in the SEC. And they say, oh, Jake Frum. Don't put... They're not in the same category to me. Me personally, I think that Bo Nix would be a better quarterback than Jake Fromm when it's all said and done. Two different offenses, I just think that Bo Nix brings more to the table. That's what I think. That's my opinion. And I feel like it's true. <clears throat> so, no, I think um, we'll be fine, man. I'm very excited about the season. And uh, now I'm super happy about where we stand. 
uh, heard some good things at practice that were going on in practice. I saw some video. A lot of you guys have already seen the video. I wanted to get this out yesterday. Uh, we had some technical difficulties going on as far as the upload and making sure it got out. But I decided today, even if I can't get this on Apple Music or, I, can, I mean, excuse me, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we're going to put it out on YouTube and it'll catch up. And I got a really, really good interview later on this week. So we'll get back to that. All right. So let's talk about what happened at practice. All right. Now, my main takeaway from practice was seeing Mark Anthony Richards with the ball in his hand. Now, he's a guy that everybody's been talking about. He was injured. We were really, really excited to get him. A lot of people thought that he was going to be a gimme to Miami with his brother being such a great player. Uh, Amon Richards, super, super good player, man. He, and if he wouldn't be injured, he would be somebody we would be talking about right now as a Pro Bowl caliber receiver in the NFL. So, shout out to him. But, uh. His little brother, Mark Anthony Richards, made the decision to come to Auburn, and I couldn't be more ecstatic about it. And one thing about MAR that I see about him, it, so he's wearing the 21. He's reminding a lot of people of Kerryon Johnson. But even past that, when I see him in the backfield, he, he, he sits like Kerryon, right? But when he runs that, that wheel route, he catches the ball, and the ball gets in his hands, he looks like his brother. It's almost like he's going from a, a running back to a wide receiver once the ball gets in his hands. Like, the guy is that versatile. I've heard nothing but good things about him all summer. And that's from, I mean, anybody who's even seen him just walking around and say, hey, man, the guy walks like he wants it. You know what I mean? So, I've heard he uh, – I haven't heard too, too much about his personality. But what I have heard is that he's all business and he took his rehab very, very seriously. So, to see him running around on the videos yesterday and for some of the things I heard, man, I'm super, super excited about MAR and the things he'll be able to do on the offense. We saw Worm. We saw Worm lined up behind both Knicks. We saw some good uh, – we saw uh, something I'm really excited about. I haven't heard a whole lot about Keandre Johnson, but Keandre Johnson was lined up next to Bro Ham in the video. That was dope. I've heard a lot of things about Alec Jackson uh, throughout the summer. Uh, Alec Jackson is still – so what I'm I'm still hearing that Alec Jackson has been balling, doing his thing. Uh, I have been – I was a little bit upset about Justin Osborne not being able to compete and transferring out. But, you know, we can't talk – I mean, we wish him the best, but he's not here, so we can't really cry over that spilled milk right now when we got guys that are here that are committed to playing for Auburn, and, and we're happy about it. Um, another observation from practice was seeing Smoke Monday fly around. Uh, I think Smoke has done a lot in order for him to be better in coverage when he was already good in coverage. I mean, last year he may have had a couple of misses or what it looks like to me was some miscommunication or some blown coverages that we don't know what really happened. You know, uh, nobody's come to me and said, oh, yeah, well, Smoke messed this up. I mean, yeah, it looks like it on TV. He may have, like, whatever it is. I mean, the boy can play straight up. Like, our secondary is so dope to me. So you got to think, your free safety hits like a Mack truck. Your strong safety is a Mack truck. Roger McCreary went crazy against LSU, played some of the top competition all year long, even as the third or the fourth cornerback, and handled his business every time. What I'm hearing, he's going to be the man in that secondary as far as the corners go. Then you got a Nehemiah Pritchett, long, fast kid, and then you back that up with a Marco Damio if he – if he is as advertised as a lot of people are saying and saying how physical he is and well, how physically impressive he is. 
Because we don't know how physical he's going to be until we get those pads on. And that's another thing I'll say about MAR. Everything is cool until the pads get on, right? We don't know how, how it's going to be when you get hit by a 300-pounder. Same thing with Tank Bigsby. Everybody talks about how good Tank looks and how big he is and how humble he is and how personable he is and the type of leader he is. But we haven't seen how he's going to react to adversity when he's not the biggest, baddest man on the field anymore. But I am so stoked. So excited about seeing how he reacts to that because if he's anything like I think he is, and I'm talking about Tank right here, we got no problems. No problems. So, yeah, um, also in practice, they said uh, DJ Williams had a no-contact jersey on. We don't know what that's about. Uh, hopefully, he gets well soon, and we'll see him uh, in pads soon enough. Uh, Bo Nick's out there throwing lasers. 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 I know it's practice. I don't care about it. But, hey, man, Bo Nix looks good right now. And also, they did say as a whole that the team looked rusty. I heard that, uh, I think Jason Marshall reported that as well. Like, So there were people there were saying that, you know, but you got to think about it. What do you expect? These guys haven't been together with the football or anything. All they've been doing is walking through. This is the most action they've had in 2020. So, of course, nobody's going to come out and just be, you know, like, oh, all guns are blazing. They got a new offense to put in. They got new players on the defense. They're trying to gel. So, of course, everything is not going to be moving like a well-oiled machine. So, I don't feel any kind of way about the first day of practice. I'm just excited that we have football right now. Until further notice, right now we have Auburn football. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Raise the roof on that. Woo! I'm happy, man. Happy about that. For real. So, um, nah, definitely, uh, I think that practice uh, went well yesterday from all accounts that I've heard, uh, I've read, and what I've been seeing out. So definitely happy about that. Also, uh, one thing I did hear was that uh, the veteran leadership was definitely present yesterday. Um, definitely some of the older guys on the team spoke up and even helped out some of the younger guys, telling them, that, you know, because a lot of times you got to think, if this is your first time on in a college practice where a ball's involved, you're going to go full speed. It's pium, 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 pium. And by trying to move so fast and also trying to remember uh, what the play is or remember where you're supposed to be, you may miss a key. You may miss a read. You may miss something. So by those older guys being able to tell those younger guys to slow down, I think that was really good. And I just like the bond that this team has as a whole, man. I'm really excited about it. You're going to continue to hear me talk about how – much I enjoy watching these guys interact when I do see them. And even if it's on social media, even if it's I'm around and I might be a cheeseburger, cheeseburger and see a guy go by. I mean, you never know. You never know. I'm not saying I saw that, but what I had, what I will say is that I'm super excited about some of the things that I've seen or picked up from this team and how they just, how, how they interact with each other. And I think that we're going to be really good this year. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and, any of my Georgia buddies, anybody watching from home, the bank is open. Georgia game, holla at me. Cash app. You know I don't play. Cash app the same day. You know my money good. Tay, Tabo, yes, sir. Tony, Tony, whatever y'all want to do, I got Auburn. Every game this year, I got Auburn. We're going to bet it, and I guarantee you I come out on top. And don't hey, – so if I'm going to take all – and if I'm going to take the games you want, you got to take at least two or three games I want. All right, sorry. I had to make sure I got my – uh my uh gaming and we're and we bet and my cash app is for us to buy juice boxes there's no illegal gambling going on all right um so yesterday was also exciting because we got a new commit 
after we got a commit last week, which was uh, Malcolm Johnson, who will be reclassifying into the 2020 class, which is super, super exciting. Uh, fast guy. Uh, I'm one of many guys who compare him to Darius Slayton. Uh, and I just think that uh, he, it, it does nothing but just speak to the job that Cody has done with the wide receiver recruiting, especially that 2020 class. It has the ability to be very, very special. And it kind of reminds me of the class with uh, Ben Ababanu, um, Devin, and um, I think Mix was in that class too. Yeah, so those guys, you know, you saw how that ended up. So I think that this this class has a chance to be really special. I heard a lot about Zevion Capers the whole year. I heard a lot, a lot about uh, how good Elijah Canyon looks. I think that's his name. So I just call him EC. But, uh, yeah, definitely excited. And then we all saw what Kobe Hudson did. So, I mean, there's no – no question that uh, we definitely got a solid class and to add a Malcolm Johnson into that class is just amazing. So, and shout out to Cody, man. You know, a lot of times on the boards or sometimes talk radio, he gets a little flack for the job he's done in recruiting. But I don't see what he's done wrong. Not not one thing. Nothing. So, he's he's loaded. I mean, that wide receiver room is loaded and it's going to stay loaded. And uh, we just continue as, as Auburn fans and as part of the Auburn family, we just continue to show our support and uh, – Trust it, man. Trust, and I, I know this is so cliche, but man, trust the process, dog. Like sometimes we just got to, just trust the process. Understand that there are things and that may be going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. I do my best to try to get some of that information out, and I work very, very hard. And I call, I make a lot and a ton of phone calls, and I do a lot of research in order for me to try to get you guys some of that scoop that I do get. But you got to know that even with everything that I get, you talk about the insiders from 24-7, the insiders on Twitter, the, the insiders on Rivals, there's still information that we aren't privy to. So just to be able to trust the process and understand that we are Auburn, right? We have we, – we don't go below 12. We don't. And a lot of guys say, well, we want all five stars and Alabama, Alabama always is going to come get who they want. And, and, and the University of Georgia, they just take who we, man, no. But do you think that UGA didn't want Tank Bigsby? Boy, you crazy. You crazy. Do you think that nobody wanted Malcolm Johnson? Do you think? That nobody wants Lee Hunter. Like, stop playing, man. So let's not any any of those guys that are listening to me. You might as well turn this off. Like, don't don't listen to me, because I understand how it feels. But I'm just I just wasn't raised like that as an Auburn man to feel inferior to any school in the SEC. Now, any school, period. Now, what we have to do is to start winning with the recruiting classes that we have, similar to what Clemson has done. Now, think about Clemson, right? Now, before they start getting all these top five classes, they won with the pieces that they had in a top eight class, a top 12 class, a top 17 class. They won. The scheme on the field attracted more of those five-star guys. So this year, I really and truly believe that what we're able to do on the field and the schemes that will be put in place, we've already saw the defense. And by Gus being able to give the keys to Chad Moore, somebody who he respects already, that they have a prior relationship, I think that will go super far. So, yeah, man, I'm super excited about the uh, season, as I've already said. But, yeah, to get back to recruiting, uh, we also got uh, a commitment from Kamal Haddon, uh, Juco cornerback, the number five rated uh, junior college cornerback in the country. Um, he's a guy, 6'2", lanky kind of guy. He really, really reminds me, for guys, for you guys who are familiar with the rap game, uh, he reminds me of Young Dolph a little bit. But uh, when I watched this film, what I did notice is that uh, – he, he's a poker. Like, he'll get that ball out of there. He had three forced fumbles last year, and he had a pick. And uh, you know he wasn't getting a whole lot of – with him being such the top dog uh, as far as on that – in that secondary, you know he wasn't getting a lot of opportunities. But he's definitely not afraid to get his nose – get his hands dirty and stick his nose in there. 
I think that uh, he reminds me of a JUCO cornerback that uh, I was privy to based from <clears throat> that I got information on from uh, Jake Crane from the J-Boy show. Shout out to J-Boy who coached uh, Kyrie Jackson, who just committed to Alabama, and he was the top-rated corner. And when I looked at him, the only difference that I saw between the two was that Kyrie may be a, a, a bigger hitter at corner, but I think that Kamal Haddon may have better hips, and he's a little bit thinner. So, yeah, not a whole lot of difference between one and five, and that's a guy that I'm glad to have in the class. Uh, so while we do a little bit of recruiting, we'll get into Kamari Lassiter. Uh, he did push his commitment date out. I heard a lot of things about Kamari actually – hearing from Clemson just as much as he's hearing from UGA. So a lot of people just thought it was like, oh, no, well, UGA is uh, Auburn UGA. But no, I would really seriously consider Clemson in the recruitment of Kamari Lassiter. And uh, it's just common sense. Think about it. Now, if he said that's one of his top schools a little while ago, right? Okay. And they lose out on Jordan Hancock. All the signs and, and all the tea leaves that people are reading are saying that they're not trending upwards with Nylon Green. Why wouldn't, and especially with yesterday, uh, UGA taking another cornerback, why wouldn't the sign point towards Clemson for Kamari Lassiter, right? So I wouldn't read too, too much into it, but just, you know, kind of just sometimes when I give out hints and I, and I talk about stuff, you know, just kind of, we got to use common sense and do some research yourself and just be like, dang, that, that really does make sense. Now, do I think our class is shot if we don't get Kamari Lassiter? No. Why? Because I think that we are in a really, really good position with Kool-Aid McKinstry. Jaquincy McKinstry, the number one cornerback in the country. I think we're in a really, really good spot with this guy. And uh, I think that our secondary is going to be wind up being one of the strengths of our recruiting class this year. So it's definitely a lot to be excited about. Uh, I hear that we're still doing really, really well with Smile Monday. Uh, I do think, and from what I'm hearing, I do hear that UGA – is the lead. I heard Florida's making moves, but I just I, I just really feel like I see a lot of the Owen Papo recruitment in this. And I think that uh even though UGA is leading right now, I think that Auburn he, he I just got an Auburn feel from him when I talk to him. So that and when I say an Auburn feel, I mean he just seems like an Auburn guy. Now, um Xavier Story is a guy that a lot of people talked about early on in recruitment. Uh I, I did hear that it hasn't been as strong as it was in the past. I think that he's a serious threat to go to the University of Georgia. Um, I think that Florida and Georgia, I mean, you, and you can never count out Bama, right? But Bama has taken, already taken so many linebackers that I think that it would be hard for him to commit there in this class. But I think Georgia or Florida um, are the leaders for sore. And I also think that it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, right? So to see how the dominoes fall, the Sawyer commit first. Let's say Sawyer takes the spot at Georgia. Does Georgia create another spot with them already having two more linebackers committed to take Monday? Or does Monday commit first and then Sawyer circles back to Auburn or goes to Florida? Like, it, it, it's going to be really interesting. And uh, it's one of the fun parts of recruiting to see what happens, who goes, what happens, who goes where. And, uh, nah, definitely I just think that, Auburn, we will be fine. Stop panicking. On the boards, I mean, in July, it was super dry. Uh, my man Dave Schultz said he wasn't going to have people on this show until Auburn got more commits. Well, Dave, we got more commits uh, after J-Boy comes on. Holla at me. You feel me? But uh, but look, guys, that was our first episode. Uh, I'm super happy to be here, and uh, we'll be doing some more giveaways. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to Dukes to Scoop on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter, at Dukes the Scoop. Follow me on Instagram, at Dukes the Scoop. And follow me on Facebook, Philip with two L's, Dukes. And uh, it'll say Dukes the Scoop in the parentheses. 
All right, until next time, guys, Wardell Meagle.